if I can mentor one leader, if I can help develop one leader, that person's going to change their organization. And when that is repeated multiple times in multiple organizations, we start seeing change in the world, right? And for us, the world starts in Grand Rapids, right? And it hopefully goes out from there. But this is where I see, I live in the city of Grand Rapids. I love living in the city of Grand Rapids. That's where I see, like, I can try to create lasting change in my community through these other organizations. Welcome to this episode of the Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast. We're sharing the stories of the people and businesses who call Grand Rapids home. And this week, we're talking with April Van Putten, the owner and founder of Van Putten Consulting. April is a certified nonprofit professional, and she's passionate about coming alongside nonprofit leaders and nonprofit organizations to help them make the world better. In this episode, you'll hear more about some of the challenges facing nonprofit organizations in Grand Rapids, how an outside perspective can help nonprofits strategically pursue their mission, and how April is changing the world one leader and one organization at a time. When I was in college, I worked in the library at the college I attended. My boss essentially was doing a volunteer role with an organization called the Association of Christian Librarians, which is a nonprofit organization that serves librarians in higher education. So I did some work with her when I was a student, an accounting student. This was some of April's earliest work with nonprofits as an accounting student providing support to the Association of Christian Librarians, which, as you'll hear in a few minutes, she's still involved with today. But at this point, she had no idea just how passionate about nonprofits she would become. When I graduated from college, I worked in accounting at a very small business. It was a small for-profit business, but that job helped me understand that I was really passionate about small businesses. And so, you know, there were 10 of us. It was kind of like a family. You showed up at work every day, but everyone had their role. Your role was important because you were the only one doing it. And so I really, you know, kind of fell in love with small businesses. Fast forward a few years and um, my husband and I were starting to have a family. And so looking at wanting to take a little bit of a step back from full-time work, I kind of put the feeler out of, hey, does anybody know any small businesses or nonprofits that might need some accounting help? And reconnected with my boss from my college days. And at that time, they were looking to move from having a volunteer business manager to someone that, you know, is trained to do that. So by then I had my MBA That's kind of the scale they were looking for. And so I became the business manager for this small nonprofit organization and I'm still their business manager today. So I discovered love for small business and then love for nonprofit and kind of that passion area of seeing like how for me specifically how I can take my business knowledge and business degree and accounting knowledge to do something bigger than work in a company and, you know, constantly think about bottom line and maximizing shareholder value. So taking that business knowledge and applying it in the nonprofit setting to say, how can we use this information to make our communities better, to make other people's lives better, to improve systems, really to make big changes in the world. That's where my passion for nonprofits kind of as a whole came from. 
April started working part-time as the business manager for the Association of Christian Librarians in 2005, and she's still working with them today. And because the organization is small, she's been involved in many aspects of the organization over that time, even outside of her original focus on accounting. Most nonprofits are small, so I think that initial, like, you know, leaning into ACL and learning about being their business manager and being able to see that as the business manager, yeah, a large focus was accounting, but I was in the marketing meetings. I've helped like, you know, look at our website usability. So you kind of get your hands in a lot of different things. And I liked that. I liked not being put into, you know, kind of one specific box and just saying, all I can do is accounting. You know, there's more ways I can help. After a few years of helping the Association of Christian Librarians in every way that she could, April was offered an opportunity that would help her to grow a passion for working with multiple nonprofits in a consultant role. Fast forward a few more years, 2010, a local university reached out and said, you know, we could use some help in our library with like the business side of things, the budget, working with our vendors, ordering books. And so I started doing that. An adjunct position opened up to teach a, a section of accounting, just accounting one. And it's something that I had always thought about maybe teaching. I enjoy working with other people, helping them learn how to do something. And so I thought, well, I'm going to try adjunct teaching and fell in love with that within a couple weeks. And so ultimately, my nonprofit knowledge, my business background, my ability to teach got me a full-time teaching position at the university. And I started teaching classes in nonprofit leadership in human resources for nonprofits, principles of leadership, you know, so classes that really helped me just continue to develop my understanding of nonprofits as a whole. Leading into the consulting business, it was more looking at how can I take not just my accounting knowledge, but how can I take my knowledge of marketing and how nonprofits work and what I know about fundraising and use that in a way that I can use, you know, multiple pieces of that knowledge in the nonprofit sector here in Grand Rapids. In 2022, as April transitioned away from being a full-time educator and into nonprofit consulting, she was equipped with a robust understanding of nonprofits, a long history of supporting and working with small organizations, and a desire to help numerous nonprofits in the Grand Rapids area. And it sounds like there are a lot of opportunities in the nonprofit space. There are more than 6,000 registered nonprofit organizations in Kent County alone, and they each have a unique mission and unique challenges. When someone starts a nonprofit, you know, a person says, I'm really passionate about X, right? Like, I want to help the homeless population. I want to help people that are struggling for food. I want to help with literacy. Like, you pick some area where in your community you see a need, and you're very passionate about that. And you think, I'll start a nonprofit that will help these people or this community group. But then what? Right? I think the challenge is, so then what? That person is saying, I don't know anything about accounting. How do they hire the right people? How do they know what kind of programs to run? So thinking through program development, thinking about fundraising, thinking about strategy, right? And mission. So there's that piece of when you think about why would I hire a consultant, sometimes it's to help you answer that question of like, now what, right? My organization exists on a piece of paper and I know what I'm passionate about. 
but I don't know how to get from point A to point B. And it doesn't have to be startups. It can be a nonprofit that has existed for several years and is stuck, right? They're just not sure what to do next. Sometimes having that outside perspective, coming in, trying to ask really good questions, figuring out what it is that they're trying to accomplish, and then thinking through those, kind of doing the backwards, okay, how do we get there? What kind of changes do we need to make? How do we lead change? How can we do that effectively? Is there even the infrastructure in place to reach those people in the community that you're in? How are we getting them to the doors and through the doors? So just thinking through a lot of those pieces, that's where I want to come in and help. While one of the first challenges that nonprofits face is simply, what do we do now? Another common problem is found in how nonprofits differentiate themselves from other organizations and how that connects to limited access to funding. We could probably go out and find 20 nonprofits that all have a similar mission, right? They're all trying to to help one specific thing. Well, what makes each of those 20 different from the other 19 and, you know, 6,000 plus nonprofits that are registered in Kent County and everybody's trying to pull from those same people. So really thinking then that kind of leads into the challenge of like how well you articulate your mission and vision. So really being able to articulate that information well and carefully and in a way that sets you apart from others. Something that's come up a couple of times now in this episode is an organization's mission. So just so that we're all speaking the same language and on the same page, I asked April to talk about what mission is and how it's important to nonprofits. In a for-profit organization, for-profits, they're thinking about the bottom line. And when we say bottom line in a for-profit company, we know we're talking about dollars, right? That's what the bottom line is. And so in a for-profit company, yes, you know, we make us, we make sneakers, we make soda pop, we make something specific, right? Whatever it might be. The goal is to make money. I'm not saying that in a bad way. That's the goal. You know, a publicly traded company, we want our shares of stock to go up. We want our stockholders to make money. We want to be able to pay dividends. That's the goal. In a nonprofit company, we sometimes talk about at least a double bottom line. A nonprofit can have profits. You just can't distribute them to owners, right? So there's that distinction. You should hopefully be making some money every year, Um, but most of the money you make, you're going to put right back into your programs and growing your programs, right? So there's the difference on the money side. The other bottom line in a nonprofit organization is the mission. So we're constantly using the mission to drive decisions forward. While mission is crucial to how nonprofit organizations run and make decisions, Sometimes an organization can move away from their original mission, whether it's intentional or unintentional, and whether it's good or bad for the community that the nonprofit serves, organizations occasionally start operating outside of their mission. And this is called mission drift. Drift can come in in multiple ways. It could be a donor. Let's say a donor comes in and says, I really like your mission. I like this program. I like this thing that you do. I'm going to give you half a million dollars, but, right? And there's this certain way I want the money used or maybe a geographic area that it needs to be focused on or a specific people group or program and it's just slightly outside of your mission. That's where drift can come in because who wants to say no to a half a million dollars? No nonprofit wants to say no (laughs) to a half a million dollars. 
But if it really doesn't fit your mission, you should be saying no or going back and saying, is it time to change our mission? Like what this donor wants, should it be part of our mission? You know, because we develop mission statements that sometimes just sit and they're kind of stagnant for some time. Drift can come in because the community's needs change. You establish your your mission and kind of your purpose. If you did that in 2019, everybody's needs changed in 2022, right? And a lot of nonprofits were able to shift gears quickly and say, we're just going to help people. We're going to help our communities out. And that's one of the great things about nonprofits is they can do that. The reason you need to kind of stick to your mission and have your mission be a driving force in your decisions is because that's what got you your nonprofit status. So when we think about filing with the state, you know, getting your charter in whatever state you're in, filing with the government, how does your organization fit into those certain classifications? And a lot of that is driven by, or most of that is driven by your mission. What you say your mission is, this is the community group we're working with. This is how we're doing it. This is why we're doing it. And the IRS says, okay, you fit in this specific paragraph of, you know, section 501 of the code. And so when you drift from that, there's a danger in losing your nonprofit status, you know, and having the government revoke that. And so that that needs to be the focus. And ultimately, I try to think of our mission as not something that is keeping us in a box, but it's just keeping us on like the right path, right? So there is forward movement. It's not a stagnant thing. There's forward movement, but it's forward movement you know, kind of always in the same direction. We're not going to accidentally take some fork in the road and go way off path and start doing something else because then we've drifted from our original mission and purpose. When mission drift creeps in or it's just time to shift an organization's focus to better meet the needs of the community, sometimes the role of a consultant is to provide an outside perspective to ask the hard questions that will help the organization get on the right path. That can happen in many ways. It could be a one-on-one conversation with a leader. It could be a conversation in you know the middle of a strategic planning session with the entire board uh, to just look at those things and and ask the question. You know, there's there's strategic planning processes that help you determine like is this still the right mission statement for us? You know, and that should be part of it. You know, your mission statement is something that's going to be that foundation of how you set your strategic goals and what you're looking at accomplishing in those next three to five years. So obviously, if the mission statement is wrong from the start, we have a pretty bad strategic plan for the next few years. So um, that's definitely a place that we want to start and ask some, you know, really critical questions. As the consultant, you're not as like close to or embedded in the organization as the founder is or as the board is. You know, so being able to come in and say, this is a beautiful mission statement, and I love how it's worded. Is this still what you're trying to accomplish? You know, and even breaking the pieces apart, do we still do this specific thing? Are we still focused in, because sometimes our mission statements say things like in Grand Rapids or in, you know, a specific zip code or something. Are we still doing that? You know, that's where you see kind of the limits of like, now we're stuck in this little box, right? Because we've put some kind of limitation on our mission statement. So asking those types of critical questions just to say, are there changes that need to be made? It's okay to change your mission statement. You don't want to go like crazily off what you were doing before. 
but to make it more clear of this is really who we're serving and, and how we're serving people. On top of serving their communities, there are a lot of challenges that nonprofits have to deal with. So sometimes it helps to bring in a consultant to help develop a robust strategy or tighten up the mission statement or even just assist with the administrative side of things. This allows the organization to focus more on helping their community and spend less time figuring out the business side of things. I think consultants are great. I think there's a lot of room for consultants and companies. Sometimes what consultants might do is, you know, you could hire a consultant to come in and do, let's say, strategic planning with your organization. And they meet with your board and they talk about mission and they do a SWOT analysis and they go through all these pieces and they help you put together a strategic plan for the next, you know, three to five years. And then they're done. That's what you hired them to do. And I want to look at that differently. I want to do that piece, right? But in six months, come back and say, is it working? Are the goals that we set the right goals? Did we define objectives that just aren't getting us to where we want to go? And hopefully the answer is no. Hopefully we did things well. But if the answer is no, to be able to say, like, how can I help you fix that? Let's not stumble through the next three years with a bad goal or something that doesn't make sense for our organization, let's fix it now. And to some extent, in three years from now, I almost want these nonprofits to maybe not need to hire a consultant to do their next strategic plan. To say, you know, we hired Van Putten Consulting and April taught us really well how to do this. And we think we could do this somewhat on our own three years from now. Maybe we need a phone call with her, you know, a one hour meeting, but maybe they don't need the consultant for the whole entire process again because it's expensive to hire consultants and nonprofits are strapped for resources. So if I can come in and do the process, you know, and pick something, there's some that will be ongoing, but something like a strategic, you know, planning session to run through that once where then in three years that nonprofit only needs me for a brief consult or, you know, will you at least look over our goals or something small piece? And then three years after that, they don't need me at all. I think that's great. Would like to make it more manageable, I think, for the nonprofits to think through, like, how can we maximize, too, our investment in, you know, what we're spending on hiring a consultant? The reason we're doing that is because we want a high-quality effectively written strategic plan that is going to get us closer to accomplishing our mission and vision for our organization. A key piece of Van Putten Consulting is the tagline, changing the world, one leader, one organization at a time. So I asked April about that, where the phrase came from and what it means to her. I'm currently working on my PhD in organizational leadership. And uh, one of the classes that I took was a change management class. And just spent a lot of time talking about change and how change occurs. And I think change is foundational to nonprofit organizations. We start because we see something that needs to be changed. And my study of change and how change works is that change happens with individuals. I can put 30 people in a room and try to get them to all agree on something. It's not going to happen, right? Like we can't even pick pizza toppings and agree on them. But I can talk to one person and say, do you see the need for this is what's happening? Do you see the need for change? And start getting that person on a path of like, okay, I see that I see that the change needs to occur. 
we might still disagree on how to get there. But you can start to see how when you work with one person, one leader, to see how can that leader see the vision for their organization, see the mission, see the community needs, and how can that one leader then within their organization get people on board with a strategy, with a mission, with a vision, and ultimately change their community. And I think that's where sustainable change comes in. If I can sit down with one leader, if I can mentor one leader, if I can help develop one leader, that person's going to change their organization. And when that is repeated multiple times in multiple organizations, we start seeing change in the world, right? And for us, the world starts in Grand Rapids, right? And it hopefully goes out from there. But this is where I see I live in the city of Grand Rapids. I love living in the city of Grand Rapids. That's where I see like I can try to create lasting change in my community through these other organizations. I'm not changing anything. I'm not, I'm not the one who's running a nonprofit. I'm not the one, you know, but I can help other leaders grow their organizations and change their communities. And that's that's how I see my role in consulting. So April is passionate about training and coaching leaders. She's pursuing a PhD in organizational leadership. And so I just could not pass up on the opportunity to ask her advice that she would give to leaders. So I'm, I'm curious, if, if we took every leader in, in Grand Rapids, maybe it was like a chamber of commerce meeting or something like right. that. We take every leader in Grand Rapids and we sit them down in one room and you have the opportunity to share one piece of advice with every leader in Grand Rapids. What would that one thing be that you get to share with every leader in, in GR? I think my piece of advice would be just always be learning. When sometimes we get to a position of leadership, we we feel like we've achieved this thing, right? Like I've made it. This was my goal. And now I can maybe relax a little bit. And I think I would say, okay, you know, you can go golf for a day, but then pick up a book, like always be learning. Um, listen to podcasts, right? Look for what is it that that fits your learning style. I love reading. So I'm reading books. I love listening to podcasts, you know, watching YouTube videos, what, whatever it might be. Get, you know, seek out a certification, go take one class. Things have changed. And if you were in college 20, 30 years ago, things have changed. Is there take a class on change management. If you're about to lead your organization through some major change, like, hey, what can I do to learn more about change management before I lead this? And I think that's a big thing. Always be learning, always foster an environment that is conducive to learning. You know, help your employees learn. Um, Make it so that we share knowledge and we share experiences so that people are always learning and always improving. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast. And a very special thank you to April Van Putten for joining us on this episode. If you're a part of one of the thousands of nonprofit organizations in the Grand Rapids area and would like to work with Van Putten Consulting, you can find their website in the show notes of this episode. Good Morning Grand Rapids is produced by InPhase Media, a Grand Rapids-based podcast production agency. We create high-quality podcasts for businesses and organizations designed to drive business growth. Learn more about what we're doing at InPhaseMedia.co.